3: On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Talk Wrestling on TalkSport 2. Hello and welcome to the Talk Wrestling podcast right here on TalkSport. I am your host, Alex McCarthy, usually flanked by Will Gavin, but alas, this week the schedules did not allow us to combine our powers, so it's just myself bringing you the news from the wrestling world, and we've got some cool guests coming up on the show this week, Becky Lynch, after I got to speak to the man, big time Bex, during the UK tour, Josh Alexander steps by, he stops by perhaps, uh, ahead of his showdown with Christian Cage at Bound for Glory. And we've got the Mysterios, Ray and Dom, who are also on the UK Tour, as we dive into what's coming up for them, how they would like the torch to be passed down the road. Welcome to Talk Wrestling here on TalkSport. Thanks for joining us, guys. Alex McCarthy here. Uh, just to let you know, Will Gavin is very much still part of the team and we did attend the WWE Tour in London a couple of weeks ago uh, but unfortunately our schedules have not aligned so it is just me steering the ship this week so I thought we would kick things off with the Becky Lynch interview it's only a few minutes it was part of a wider media event but I did get some time to ask her a couple of questions and what she had to say about her return certainly piqued some interest online
4: and then the crowd is
3: uh, booing me
4: boo booing me for coming back when they asked me come back
0: absolutely my point was you were you were white hot as you know the fan favorite and i think of course everybody wants to see you back miss maybe just not in that kind of method wait <laughs> in, in what kind of method no
4: <laughs> boom okay okay Fair. cheap shot cheap shot but also let me let me say this she was going around telling everybody she wanted to beat me mm. she was telling everybody i want to be the first woman to pin all four horsewomen she, she said mean, that. She kept saying yeah, she say that. that yeah, she you know. said that multiple times. Did, yeah. So I'm supposed to listen and go, oh, maybe I'll come back and give her a fair fight. No, I want to beat her. Show her you can't just go around throwing the man's name willy nilly. Willy right. nilly she was throwing it around. Not even, <laughs> not even, not even by itself. Not even by itself. She wasn't saying oh, I want to beat the man because that's an obstacle. That's a mountain. She was just putting me in with 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 three other girls. I just that that's a that's a that's a tick a tick on a list
0: now that you've explained it that way i, I understand
4: so what is this what is this heel
0: <laughs> Heal.
4: i'm am, I am a freaking i am a hero <laughs> i'm an inspiration i should be revered this is this is groundbreaking never been done before never been done before and i'm the bad guy
0: Alex. <laughs> <I, I'm> <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, okay, laughs> go hey Becky, Hi, Alex uh, from
3: Talksport here. Thank you very much. Um I, you just mentioned it yourself that you got the late call. Uh very so may- really late call. Maybe we wouldn't have even been as blessed to have you on this tour. You, you wouldn't What have. was the original plans,
4: you based? wouldn't have so well, gosh, I mean look, I'd be mean, I, I thought I was gonna be back by Mania. I was ready to come back by mania, but look, look I got the call, Summer right, Slam. Um I stayed ready. I stayed ready. I stayed ready because I'm a hero. i a hero <laughs> of the people, man of the people. Mm. I was. Now they're 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 changing their mind on me. That's on them. That's on, them on me. Anyway, I didn't change. They changed. Um, <laughs> so um, uh, I believe I believe the original return date was going to be October.
3: Uh, you mentioned mania. Bailey was going without an opponent. This just clicked in my mind right now. Was that maybe the idea?
4: Uh, th- that had been thrown around. Yes. And now I'm furious that it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too.
3: But um, yeah, I mean, moving forward, I guess. Bianca Belair as well, Extreme Rules. You mentioned that she's been wanting to face the Four Horsewomen. Um, do you remember the a time where we get like the Four Horsewomen in a in a true sense as a, as a unit on TV? As a stable? Gosh, mm. I
4: don't know. We all just love beating the hell out of each other. I know. And, um, and so there's there's so much history between all of us um, that I, do, I don't know. One thing that I do consider is is the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so now we're seeing a lot of girls coming up and and disrupting the order. And so I don't know that we like that. So maybe, maybe, maybe I'd rather, I'd rather Charlotte on top? No, 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 I can't say that. No, maybe I'd rather, you know, Sasha Bailey on top. Then, then one of these newcomers, then this Rhea Ripley or whatever, you know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I know maybe, said, maybe. I'm just throwing. If if that was ever gonna be an idea,
3: maybe that's the way to go. I know you've said before as well about um, you know when you and Seth did get work together, of course, um, before you'd gone away in 2019, I believe. I mean, he's been feuding with Edge. Yep. Beth Phoenix. <laughs> like,
4: yeah, I've been trying to get a, a fight out of Beth Phoenix for a long time.
3: Maybe this would be one way to go. Mm, yeah. We'll see, we'll see if we can reel her in. <laughs> Thank you very much, Becky. Thank you. How did we not get Lynch versus Bailey at WrestleMania 37? I am furious with that. But alas, Becky is back now. And so is Sasha Banks. We saw her make her return at Extreme Rules ahead of the draft. It's very, very interesting which direction they're going to go with that. Is it Lynch, Belair... Banks are to keep them all on one brand. Do you keep running with that feud? Do you run back Belair and Banks and move Becky over? Uh, There are a ton of options for WWE, and it seems like they're only just getting going with them three. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play it out. But I'm glad that Becky is back. It seems that she was due back for the draft anyway. So maybe they'll just pick those plans back up. But one has to think the story with Belair and turning heel, although don't tell Becky that because she goes mental. Um, you have to think something's in play now, so probably the course has changed. But alas, uh, speaking of courses changed, AEW are still on fire. Another week of over 1.1 million on Dynamite. Man, it was a good show. The Brody Lee tribute show in Rochester, New York. We had a new TNT champion in Sammy Guevara. Who took the belt from Miro? I, I gotta say, I didn't really see a title change coming. I didn't see Miro losing any time soon because he's been such a dominant champion. Like he's been exactly what everybody thought he could be in WWE in this run. Um, so hopefully, you know, it's going to be bigger and better things for Miro now that he's lost the belt. But it's interesting because Fightful said that there were plans in place for a title change at All Out. Uh, Beyond that, there was one point it was planned to be at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, which was on September 22nd, I believe. Um, But then it was moved to this week. So I think actually when you consider everything, having the TNT title change on the Brody Lee tribute show, the TNT title is tied to Brody's legacy uh, and being in his hometown. I, I actually think it was very well done. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of a tribute. Big baby face win. I can't complain. Uh, I'm happy to I'm happy with where they've gone a bit. The TNT title has helped Miro tremendously. So let's just hope it means more for him in the future. But along with that, there was some more news that broke on that very day of Dynamite No Less. And it came from BodySlam.net. Now my my guy Cassidy Haynes there. He's been on Talk Wrestling when we had this show on the radio discussing the Daniel Bryan news. This is the guy that broke Daniel Bryan was coming to AEW. He also broke that Daniel Bryan would debut when he did uh, at, at All Out. And he also broke the news about FTR joining the company and the discussions they had when leaving WWE. So when it comes to AEW, it's very much worth listening to what Cassidy has to say. And he dropped a report this week talking about the roles of the EVPs in AW. What are EVPs, I hear some of you say? Executive Vice Presidents, of course, that's the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes for those who've been living under a wrestling heavy rock. Uh, But in his report, he essentially says that they are not quite as influential as they were at the beginning of this journey for aw tony khan is much much more hands-on the report says mac jackson's evp role is more about assisting his wife dana with the merchandise and all of the things that that entails with AEW. nick jackson is more involved in handling of being the elite the ultra ultra successful youtube show Uh, There's Kenny Omega of course, he's hands on with AEW games. We know this. Uh, And it's also very commonly known that he's very hands on with the women and their matches, be it coaching them or helping them put their matches together. Cassidy goes on to say, basically, they are EVPs in name only in 2021. Wow, it's a strong statement. They no longer have final say in creative or talent hiring. Any of them. TK pulled back on the reins and took that power away from all. Uh, it's also stressed to him that Cody doesn't really have much of a relationship with the EVPs anymore. The others are still great friends, but Cody is very much on the outside looking in. I, I mean, I can see it. I get I mean, that's certainly the perception. It looks like from the outside, whether we are right or wrong. Um you know, it does state in this report that Cody was regular in the office meetings in the beginning, but he his creative input and stuff has diminished as time goes by. We all know that the elite are in the gorilla position running the show. You know that they, they are very heavy with that alongside Tony Khan. But I don't think it's no secret that Tony Khan, after taking a lot more ownership. In 2020, during the pandemic, you know, he was writing sort of eight shows in a row at this point and knocking them out at QT Marshall's place. I think for, since then, this is TK's passion. I know he's involved with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know he's involved with Fulham, but I think this is the closest thing to his heart. And thus far, you look at the product and the way the company's going, he's great at it. I don't think there's any reason to worry with the dynamic behind the scenes in AEW. It looks like it's all going well to me. All four men that are in the EVP roles look like they've got a good handle on things. They have great roles on television. Sans Cody, who is still kind of finding whatever's next for him in amongst all the uh, (laughs) disbelief from the crowd, I guess, at this point. But disdain aside, I think TK has done very well. And, you know, this whole creative input has diminished. I just think the general ethos of AEW is much more geared towards there being that dialogue it's probably the best word tony khan is very open to listening to the talent to taking their ideas and all i would say that the evps are are the bracket below tony you have to have one guy that has the final say and that is tony but then there's the bracket below him which is the evps i think chris jericho is also in there We've heard about how influential he is behind the scenes with various people. And I think CM Punk is another one who's kind of gravitating to that position. Dustin Rhodes is known to do that with the women as well. He kind of trains them. So I think all of these guys kind of have you know a stronger say, but I think the general magical cocktail of AEW is the fact that Tony Khan collaborates with his talent. Um, and then he just kind of puts the polish on it and how he envisaged it, which I think has worked great. Thus far, So I wouldn't say there's too much need to be concerned thus far. Speaking of AEW, Christian Cage, of course, being a part of the roster, he is now the Impact World Champion. What we've learned is that Josh Alexandra picked option C with his uh, briefcase, and he's obviously going to be challenging Christian for the Impact title, and he's relinquished his X Division title as a result. That's going to be a banger of a match at Bound for Glory. Certified banger between Canadians. I don't doubt that for a second. But we did get a chance to speak to Josh uh, ahead of that showdown and you know his rise over the past year. I mean, he's been great as the North with Ethan Page for a long time. And then he's gone solo. This X Division run has been absolutely killer. And we got a chance to speak to him ahead of the arguably the biggest match of his
0: career. Here's Josh Alexander. I'm driving I'm driving through America right now wearing a Canadian flag on my chest. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean you're heading to the Canadian showdown
3: with Christian as we know, man. I mean, to me, just on paper, that is so exciting. We're delighted to have Josh Alexander back here on Talk Wrestling. Man, let's get just, just get into that straight away because, I mean, I don't even know how to describe this, but the prospect of you and Kenny Omega would have been great as well. And of course, the Canadian link, but. Dare I say there's something even more special about Christian and his history with the company and the legendary status that he's got. It, it, is it fair
0: to say it's more special?
3: It's one of the most special ways you could have challenged for the belt? I,
0: I think you're going to hit the nail on the head with the history just within TNA and Impact Wrestling for Christian Cage. And I I mean, I, I'm going to draw a lot of similarities between the two of us, especially heading into this match. So uh, yeah, it does make it really special when you actually look into the details between like his first you know, world title victory and me challenging for my first world title. So
3: Yeah, you don't I mean you don't have to give me the details of when you knew or anything like that. But what was your reaction when Christian won the belt? Did that even like get the, did that excite you even more? Were you thinking,
0: oh, like this is possible now? I, I mean, yeah, I was watching just, you know, I watch everything and <laughs> it, it came as a surprise that, you know, Christian won the belt because like you never know what's going to happen. But the second he won, like just as a fan, I was surprised and then, you know, I, I started thinking about Christian Cage coming to the impact zone and Christian Cage being the one, you know, holding that world championship. And then, you know, we've kind of evolved into the point now where we're like I'm the guy that's ch- challenging Christian. So, you know, it, it, it all just keeps uh, getting more and more exciting for me. I
3: have to say, um, I know that we've seen on screen, you know, the, like the confrontation between you two uh, recently. But, like, was there like a first meeting when Christian Cage... Came into the impact zone where you were like, oh, hey, because, uh, you know, you might have known each other before. I think you've said that you've met, but, you know,
0: different terms now. Yeah, no, it was just a hey, what's up? Like, I'm a, I'm a kind of standoffish, quiet kind of guy. I'm the, I'm the guy that doesn't really speak to many people and just reads the room. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure I said hello and pay my respects. But, you know, he's a busy guy. He had a lot to deal with those first few set of tapings. I was just excited to see him there and see, you know, how things, you know, panned out for him. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I have to ask, option C, as it were, right? Which means you had to give something up to go for something else. Uh, I've got to ask you, man, How on a personal level, because I feel like, you know, the X Division title is widely celebrated anyway, but I felt like you had a fantastic run with it, you know, did many great things with it, the Iron Man match just being one of them. Um, was it a pain? You know, was there a part of you inside that like, oh, I know that I'm moving on to something else, but man, it kind of sucks for the legacy to let it go, maybe.
0: Uh, I mean, I think that the word bittersweet <laughs> sums it up perfectly. Uh, the X-Division, you know, the run I had specifically, you mentioned the Iron Man match, like the matches with Chris and Jake something, Taurus, like ELP. Like I, I got to do all these different things with all these different people from different companies even and really showcase the X-Division because that's what I was a fan of. And like, I, I kept saying, I want to go down in the history books as one of the greatest X-Division champions of all time. I, I think I've been able to do that even a short span, you know, it's only been six months or something like that. But I, some fan hit me up on Twitter. He's like, do you know, if you defend the title one more time, you would have been, you would have had the most title defenses as an accident champion in company history. And I was like, I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong. And he did his research proper, but if he was right, that's pretty cool, you know, to think of, but uh, yeah, like totally bittersweet, but you know, I've been wrestling for nearly 16 years and, you know, I saw an opportunity to challenge for the world championship and I had to take the opportunity because, you know, these things don't come along so often. And I get to do it against one of the greatest of all time in Christian Cage. So. And it's perfect time for you because, like you said, you
3: have been on such a, an amazing role and um, everyone has been sitting up and taking notice if they already hadn't. But I, don't, I, I say that to say this. You just said 16 years. One thing I found really cool was you've only really just gone full time, right? Like I saw you on Twitter not long ago make that announcement. How special and meaningful is it to you that your life's passion is now it's now your professional life, man. You can dedicate all your
0: time to it. I mean, it's been an adjustment period for sure. Like I, at first it was super exciting to be like, Oh, this is all I can do now. And then, you know, you do it for a week and you're like, I feel like I'm not doing enough because I used to, (laughs) I I, I used to have to just run at full speed all times just to get by, you know what I mean? But it's definitely awesome. It's a dream come true. I'm, I'm so happy that, you know, throughout this run, especially during the pandemic, I was able to better myself to the point where I can, you know, make that leap now and do that. And I, I think it came at a perfect time. So
3: talk, talk to me about what making the plunge then, like, is it a case of where you just went, you know what, now's the time cause I've been doing it or Is it a case that, you know, impact of,
0: you know, did you sign something else? Like how did it work out? No, no, it was, it was no new contracts or anything like that. It was just, uh, I, I could have done it years ago. Like I've seen a lot of like negative comments from fans being like this guy's not getting paid enough for something and it has nothing to do with that hmm. the place where i live you cannot buy a modest home for less than a million dollars i have two children i have a wife that currently does not work because we have children so like i i have to carry the load of all these things and take care of my family and i just i've always been this guy that's very cautious so <laughs> i i never wanted to jump and be full-time wrestler because if i get hurt you know then there's no security blanket there And all this other stuff. So now I've built it up to a point where, you know, I I can take that leap. I I actually got laid off from my job because there was budget cuts in the company. And, you know, it was just that push I needed at the right time to be like, you know what, this is the universe telling me to do this and finally take the leap and, you know, get the courage to just not worry about the security blankets.
3: Yeah. Especially with everything you've been doing, man. Like, you could argue, I know the North was amazing. Like, you know, I'll say that as a fan. It's the hottest time of your career though, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) For <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean as I'm, saying, I'm driving through America right now to go to a booking to drive to the airport tomorrow to fly to a different booking. Like my schedule has been insane, especially coming out of a pandemic, having stuff just starting up like it. it this is the yeah, it's the most the, the hottest point in my career so far. And hopefully, you know, I, I couldn't imagine it being any busier, but you know, it can definitely get better. And, you know, I'm just along for the ride and enjoying it every step of the way one thing i did think was cool was a lot of the
3: reaction to your announcement a lot of your peers you know big people in the industry were really happy to see that happen for you were you kind of i don't want to say stunned but you know were you a bit overwhelmed with the reaction it was cool
0: yeah i was certainly overwhelmed like the the one thing that'll always get me like i appreciate every like ounce of support i get from everybody fans you know everybody but the ones that come from my peers and especially the ones that I respect so much and look up to, like when they, they give it back to me, that's the stuff that kind of floors me and like makes me, you know, think twice about how uh, more the gravity of like what just happened and what's coming in the future. So, Uh,
3: When I talk to you, I mean, you've got the Canadian jumper on, so I'm just going to stick on topic. Do you think it's cool that the Owen Hart cup is coming to AEW? Is that
0: cool to see him? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like, the one thing, like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, 90s wrestling. Like, that's cool. probably my era. Like, I, Bret Hart's my number one. Like, you just go through all that. Like, that's where I discovered Eddie Guerrero and so on and so forth. And I think Owen Hart, to, like, a certain extent, has been kind of forgotten in the history of wrestling. Not, like, certainly not celebrated enough as he should have been or should be. So, I, I think this tournament is something that's going to showcase people. Be- Owen Hart, and especially for all these new fans that have come along the past 10, 15 years that might not know an Owen Hart or everything he had done, like this is going to make people look back and see all the amazing things he did because he was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time.
3: Without a doubt, without a doubt. And, yeah. and again, we all know that Owen, of course, was taken far, far too soon. Um, but it's amazing that the foundation in his name is going to benefit from this, and it all seems to have lined up perfectly there. Um, you know,
0: hopefully the Forbidden Door will be open for that, Josh. I mean, I am the—I <laughs> don't know if it's like it's by design or anything, but I, I am like the kind of the wrestler that has represented Canada the past ten years more than anybody. You know, uh, somebody, somebody, a, a fellow wrestler up here pointed out—he's just like, not since Bret Hart have I seen somebody like champion Canada like you. <laughs> and I was just like, well, there was Team Canada. He's just like, yeah, but all those guys were like Bobby you know—they were just part of the team. Like you, it's just like it's part of your whole thing. And I was just like, oh, I guess, like I'm flattered because. You know, I I think it was just because growing up as a Canadian fan, especially, I was such a fan of the Hart Foundation growing up and then Team Canada and, you know, it just kind of moulded on the future to me. That's a good point, you know. (laughs) I would say, I mean, it's
3: not bad to inherit Bret Hart's throne, as it were. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, you know, sticking on that Canadian lineage, because it kind of brings you back to Christian. Um, Ed and Christian, were you a big fan of those growing up as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, they were, like like as I said the heart foundation and stuff is a thing like like as a Canadian kid you're like oh my god these guys are from Canada they come up with Canadian flags blah, blah blah and then you learn the history and all that stuff and you get older and you learn more and more but then I was about I want to say like 10 or 11 years old and then Christian and Edge debut and then you start seeing these CLC matches and you're seeing all this crazy stuff and like I'm like hey man he's from Orangeville and I was just like that's 10 minutes up the road from where I live I was just like if he can go from Orangeville to there like maybe I could be a wrestler. And that was like the first time the seed was really planted in my mind that like somebody, you know, from small town Canada could be a wrestler, not just like somebody that was born into the dungeon.
3: Yeah. And like, when you look at the landscape of, like, you know, Canadian wrestlers today, man, it, it it's funny because I know to, to a lot of wrestling fans, it's like, like the Heart Dungeon and, it, you know, that's the be or and end all, I guess, to a generation. But then there's the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's, yourself. There are many, many more that are in that landscape today, like, it's, it's, <laughs> is it is that like a pride thing f- for you to look at the landscape and go, man, like, look at all the talent coming out of there and just wanting to work together and, I don't know, man, it feels like Canada have their own, not their own, like, unique, uh, like, chemistry, that's not the word I'm looking for, but there certainly is something about wrestling and Canadians
0: that has its own special yeah. energy. Yeah, to me, I, I've done a lot of thinking about this because I've asked this question I, a lot of times. Yeah. You had the Hart Dungeon era where it was, it was just like an exceptional technical wrestling breeding ground for all these guys that went on to make names for themselves. And then it, you kind of had like a drop-off and then you had the Edges and the Christians and then you had the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's. Now you have the Ethan Pages, the Josh Alexanders and I think the Mike Bailey's, you know, I, I really would like to see him at a major company sometime soon. But like you and even the player who knows and the player doses, don't leave them out. But like, you have these different generations of Canadian wrestlers that break through to the the national stage or international stage rather. And I I think it's just, there's a a point of pride knowing that it's so much more difficult to get noticed when you're from Canada. So once you do get noticed and you are on those stages, you can make the best of every opportunity you're given. So you stand out even faster and you like, you you rise to newer heights because like you're so prepared for it because it takes so much more to get noticed.
3: You you mentioned Bret Hart being your favorite kid. Have you had any kind of, cool interactions with brett down the years or you know as he reached out to me? even recently i'd love i'd love to that brett knows
0: you and christian will be going at it that'd be cool i i would love for him to reach out to me but <laughs> uh no i met him like 12 years ago at an indie show here or there i talked to him for a little bit he was really cool but i'm actually on a show with him in two weeks time and, wow you know I, uh, you know, I plan on you know asking for a picture with him because I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity again. I don't, I don't care if that's a big deal to anybody else, but uh, hopefully he doesn't mind. So,
3: yeah, absolutely. Um, now, the thing I want to ask as well, like you know, let's let's assume all going well. Josh Alexander climbs the mountain and he becomes Impact Champion. Um, man, it, it must be an exciting landscape with the bangers that you've put on as the X Division. I guess. That would be the kind of ethos you would bring to being the world champion, right? You just want to set the table. Yeah. I know. A la Bret Hart, I guess. and am sure Michael's that era, like when they were world champions, just uh leaving it all in the ring. That's the kind of world champion you'd want to be. There's so much talent and impact to do that.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> like, I, I would embody the exact same philosophy no matter what championship, or even if I didn't have a championship, like it's, it's just, it's just a bigger stage. Like if I was, To be world champion for Impact Wrestling, I would go on last. I would be in the main event and I would have an even bigger stage and even more eyes on me to represent the company and build my own brand. And I would do that through, you know, just badass wrestling matches, the stuff that I like to see and like to do. So it's it would definitely be the best case scenario.
3: I remember when Steve Macklin joined the company, he said he was desperate to get a hold of you. And now this next division has slipped through his fingers. Um, but still, man, like, you know, there are plenty of guys that you are still yet to work, is what I'm saying. As world champion, there's fresh stories to be told.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of new guys, too. Like, I'm looking at someone like W. Morrissey. Or, yeah. Like, he's just stood out so much over the last six months to me. And he's just, and he's only really been in a thing with uh, Eddie Edwards, so, like, there's him. I've never wrestled moose. I've never, like, I've I've never done all these things. And these are all big guys considered heavyweights only. You know, I would not tangle with them in the X Division. But, you know, stepping out of the X Division now, I, I think it would be, like, I would be able to show something different from myself as well and, you know, compete with all these guys that, you know, are killers. So Steve Macklin, you know, I (laughs) I definitely can't leave him out or he might be offended and jump me in the locker room or something like that. He's definitely (laughs) up there too. I find it crazy. You haven't fought Moose,
3: but man, uh, there you go. Who would have thunk it? Um, You know, another thing I wanted to mention because the last time we spoke, I mean, the forbidden door was open, but now there are some other killers on the other side of that door and I'm just going to say it, man. You and Brian Danielson is something that I would pay great money to see. Um, what do you think about some of those arrivals, like Punk, like Adam Cole? Uh, just that landscape and the possibilities must be something.
0: I mean, all three of those names you just named that came in all within, like, what was it, one day? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was it was a shock to the entire wrestling landscape worldwide. You know what I mean? And just, just those three names, the gravity they hold, I mean, for sure. Brian Danielson like his matches with Nigel McGuinness and Morishima they like they molded me as a professional wrestler they like changed my perspective on wrestling so like Brian Danielson would be like the 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 number one dream match for me now if it was a possibility so I I would love the opportunity but like any of those guys just being able to step foot in the ring and show that you know a guy from Impact Wrestling can go toe-to-toe with them and represent the company and myself at the same time would be amazing.
3: I don't think anyone doubts that. I just need to uh, finish up here on the final one. I've read like during my research that you've said on occasion that pro wrestling like saved your life, you, you, you say, right? Like as in this is from when you were young, falling in love with it. Just uh, for the viewers who might not be aware of those story, you know, talk us through how like that passion molded you to now where, again, harkening back to earlier in an interview, now
0: you've been able to make it your entire life, which is a great thing. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So it's a little two-part story. The first part is I was a, a very overweight, like obese child. I I, uh, <laughs> I was teased relentlessly every day. I, I was an only child too, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters to hang out with. I lived in the middle of nowhere, so like there was no neighborhood kids to play with. I didn't really didn't have any friends. Hmm. So I, you know, when you're all alone like that just harbors depression and anxiety and all this stuff and it just kind of compounds on itself and people teasing you every day doesn't help because you feel like you can't fit in and all this other stuff so I was really lost and I I had really really dark thoughts as like a you know 10 year old kid which is kind of crazy to think about now yeah but I I discovered wrestling around 10 years old and I remember I I begged my mom to buy this t-shirt and it was a dx (laughs) t-shirt and I wore it to for it to school and automatically this kid comes up to me. hey you watch wrestling and i was like yeah and he was just like and then we're best friends you know what i'm saying so i, I found this community through re- me being a fan of pro wrestling and that's how i made all my friends when i was 10 years old friends that i still have to this day so like those having those relationships and those friends first and foremost saved my life because i i don't know what those dark thoughts and all that depression and anxiety would have done if i didn't have like all these friends and this community that i could have fallen into. And then the second part is, I, when I was 18 years old, uh, when I went to university, I really wasn't ready. You know, I, I couldn't live with my parents. My parents, you know, divorced and there was issues and, you know, there, it just wasn't an option to live at home. So it was on my own. So I had to go to school and do all this other stuff. And uh, again, I was lost, but I, I, I didn't have any responsibility or sense of, you know, any motivation to take care of myself. So when I started wrestling, I realized, you know, I need to get a job and be responsible and have a car and pay my insurance and have gas money so that I can get to shows so that I can keep doing this thing that I love so much. And and through pro wrestling and, you know, training to be a wrestler and doing all these shows, that's where I really, you know, developed the responsibility as like a grown man and a human being to take care of myself. And then now to take care of my family. So like it, it saved my life in two different aspects.
3: Man, that's an incredible journey to hear about. And I'm glad that our listeners get to be a part of that. Josh Connor White bound for glory with christian it's going to be an absolute banger i just know it can't wait to see you two finally lock horns thank you so much for joining
2: us today on talk wrestling
0: yeah anytime thank you
2: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Very cool to hear from the man himself, Josh Alexander. A couple of really interesting things there with his desire to be a part of the Owen Hart Cup that will be going down in AEW as part of the Owen Hart Foundation. Man, that's very, very cool that yeah, you know, just how much he prides himself on being like a Canadian wrestler. Yeah, he could be a great representative in there. And his, you know, the dream match of Daniel Bryan that he's got as well. Maybe it all magically fits together. I I, I don't know. It would be great to see. I I hope that Josh Allen's I I you know, he's he's only just gone, as we specified in this interview, into being an actual full-time wrestler this year, he's 34, I think he's in his prime Uh, I think there's more for Josh Alexander, not to diminish impact I I think there are bigger matches and bigger stages in that man's future Um, since we last did this podcast uh, like I said, the the UK came over the UK came over. It makes no sense. WWE came over to the UK, of course, uh, and they did four shows and they're going to be back in November to do a lot more. All in England this time, though, uh, unlike the last tour, which was four shows spread over three countries. This time it's going to be all England. And as I reported on Talk Sport, talks are well underway to bring a major pay-per-view to the UK in 2022. Now, there are some details still up for debate, but what I did report, the Principality Stadium in Cardiff is one of the main venues they are considering. Uh, The roof is an attractive feature. Who knows if that became more attractive after the uh, rain problems with WrestleMania 37 this year. But the Principality Stadium, of course, can fit up to 78,000 for a boxing match. Great city links. Uh, they've been holding shows at the Motor Point, which is there as well, which could do stuff either side of a big event, yeah, like NXT UK Takeover a few years ago. And that's where they came on the four date tour this year. So it's very interesting that Cardiff is in that running because a lot of people have assumed on the 30th anniversary of SummerSlam, it would be Wembley. It would make sense. I understand. And then, of course, you've got Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium, which is absolutely outrageous. I, I went there for the anti-Joshua-Alexander Usyk fight. I was covered at ringside for TalkSport. The facilities. Oh, my God. That stadium is incredible. No doubt about it. And, you know, they are they're going to host a ton of events. But the roof doesn't close. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, August. You know, is that really important? Well, in Britain, it can be. It can be. So... We'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, It does have a retractable bottom, though that's good for holding uh, concerts and events at Tottenham. Doesn't get the grass mixed up. But of course, Cardiff does have the roof. There are a lot of things in play. It could just be a show that isn't SummerSlam. That's very, very important to consider. I know what culture had that in their report, the WWE looking at a show in September. I do believe there is a strong consideration for that. Things are still being worked out on that front but what we do know we can speculate where it is and what day what time what the event will be called but what we do know is they had very very positive meetings during the UK tour the four-day tour i just spoke of and i know Drew McIntyre was a part of those meetings too he has been like the face of this campaign that man is desperate to bring a pay-per-view back to these shores uh, and we'll like, we'll all have him to thank basically when it does happen so I think it's almost certain it's going to happen. there will probably be announcement perhaps in the next tour. Um, it, I guess the best way to say it's probably between one of the stadiums in London and Cardiff could possibly be SummerSlam, arguably more likely to be September, but either way, the UK looks set to have a big show next year. Uh, during their last talk, as I keep mentioning, the Mysterios were in town, too. And I got to speak to Ray and Dominic. We touched on a few things, you know, Ray retiring JBL at WrestleMania 25, which some people seem to forget. And more than that, what's going to happen when it comes time for Ray to pass the torch? Could it be a father and son feud? Could it? Here's Ray and Dominic Mysterio. Hey guys, uh, first of all, is the kid action figure got the bleach hair, Dom? What's, yes. what's the deal? <laughs> I think so. I saw it in
5: black and white, so I'm not sure yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I wanted to ask as well. Like, I thought it was really cool the stuff you did with Edge on SmackDown a few weeks back, doing the six man. There's so many like opportunities like that because of the history that Ray's got with so many different guys and legends. So first of all, how cool was it? being able to line up with someone like Edge who himself has got his second chance here, right? Um, and is there anyone else that, you know, Ray's got such great history with or has been a rival of that you love so much that you'd like to tell a story with? I mean, there's, you know, there's a bunch of people that I'd, I'd love to get in
5: the ring with because just the history with with them, you know, obviously number one would be Eddie. If he was here, you know, I, I would love to have picked his brain or just be in the ring with him just to, because everyone talked about how he just went in there, and it was magic, man. So, but I don't know. I, one one that comes to mind off the top of my head right now would probably be someone like Triple H, just because of you know the whole incident in with the Rumble, and you know I I, I remember. I was so angry when he pulled him out because we all thought he had it won right then and there and then that point and we, I walked out I was like this is dumb <laughs> so yeah. I think just off the top of my head that that immediately comes to that mind. classic kid reaction right yeah,
0: was, This is dumb.
3: and I walked out uh, I remember at WrestleMania as well right you ended up retiring JBL, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've always wondered about that. Like, was that kind of the plan? Was it? Did he pick you to be the guy? So, yes,
6: 1,000%. And, uh, again, I've had such an incredible career that if, if they asked me, Ray, what would you do different? There's nothing I would do different. You know, I've had such an illustrious career, and I've been very blessed to still be able to do what I'm doing at, at my age and enjoying this. But with JBL, he... he uh, he said, Ray, you're retiring me. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, you're retiring me. Uh, so that WrestleMania was his last match. And what better than to leave it in my hands? You know, uh, I have so much respect for JBL. I love stepping in the ring with him because he was strong. He was snug. Like every time he'd hit me, I'd feel my whole body shake. You know, it was just that strong style wrestling. And uh, I guess there was a there was a part of him that really appreciated being in the ring with me and respected me, especially for the history that I had with Eddie as well. And they had such a great storyline, you know, when Eddie was still alive. So yeah, I'm, I'm blessed and feel special that that JBL gave me that opportunity.
3: That's awesome. And I know you guys get asked about this a lot in terms of like the lineage <coughs> and like, where's it gonna go for Dom in the future and the masks mm-hmm. and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. I heard before, maybe you saying, was it Prince Mysterio you were thinking about? Is that a name down the road and like, Um, Would it be a case of him taking your mask, or you both wear masks? Like, just paint the picture.
6: I think in the perfect world, I I would love to step out of the ring and kind of just pass the torch on to to my son. You know, a lot of people talk about the possible turn and and father versus son. Um, For me, it would would mean much more to, uh, you know, take my mask off and say, here, it's your time, I'm stepping away. Continue with this ride, you know. Um, hopefully, that one day his kids, God willing, you know, they decide to be part of this industry, or even my daughter's kids, you know, God willing, uh, somebody that can continue with the legacy. I actually had no, I had no idea he was going to want to be part of this world, and uh, again, he surprised me at a very late age. But he's been doing incredible, so I'm hoping that that rich generation passes on. Is that the same for you, Dom? You'd like the name, mask and look. Good stuff? Honestly, I was just happy to have the
5: Mysterio behind me, you know, I sh- I I had no clue. I showed up one day and Dominic Mysterio was popped up on the on <laughs> the like the big screen, so I, I asked him, I said, Did you- is that you? He doesn't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that- and it, happened it just commentating Dom is Dom Dom Mysterio, Dom Mysterio. Dom- 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 and it-, it stuck, you know, so I liked it. Um I'm of course, you know, I think um, lineage wise and you know culturally and just with with our me being third generation i think one day i think ray mysterio that's that's him here in the states but ray mysterio jr is is something that's i believe i don't know i, I don't i don't know the, the correct word for it but
6: i want it <laughs> <So> that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's been with you now,
3: so yeah. there's no turning back. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a promise. Cheers, yeah, guys. Thank you, awesome. Awesome to hear from the Lucha Libre legend himself, Rey Mysterio and the Prince-in-Waiting. Dominic, this is Talk Wrestling. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I have been Alex McCarthy. We will be back with a more regular schedule in the coming weeks. It's just there's been a lot of fight weeks. You know, Tyson Fury and Donde Wilder next week, and Will and I schedule doesn't always match up but we do have a lot of interviews that we want to share with you and a lot of takes to give there's always a lot of great news on the horizon so you can bet your bottom dollar we're going to keep that coverage coming we are looking to get out to AEW full gear that is the hope um, and of course Survivor Series being that month too now that things have opened up cross your fingers guys cross your fingers for us uh, but until then stick with us Obviously, online, you'll find all of my interviews at talkwrestling.com forward slash uh, wrestling. Alex M underscore TalkSport is where you'll find my interviews too. He is at Will Gav. Should you want to give Will Gavin your hot takes, I know he loves them. Uh, but until then, remember, subscribe, share, all of that great stuff that helps the Talk Wrestling pod. We appreciate every single one of you. Catch us next week here on Talk Wrestling.